listening to Halloween Unleashed. What did you do with Marnie? She's on the cutting room floor. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, one and all, to The Cutting Room Floor. Today will be our second installment of our artist interviews. Today, joining me is the owner-proprietor of Devil's Rain FX, Mr. Bill Blake. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. I know I've been pestering you for quite some time to get you on the show. I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah, well, that's you. my fault. <laughs> um, so I just want to get a little a little uh, general info on you about you know where you're from, about how old you are, again, uh, kids, uh, just a little bit of background on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like you pointed out, I think last time we talked, I'm clearly a Yankee, right? Now, yeah, New England born. You can hear it in my voice. Go uh, Patriots. Yeah, I grew up in New Hampshire, Massachusetts area. Now I'm living in Pennsylvania. I've been down here, though, for like 30 years, so this is now home. Uh, married, two kids, one who about to be a teenager. Uh, <laughs> the other one much younger, but she's still a handful. And uh, I don't know. What else you want to know background-wise? Um, what was as far as horror goes? What how? You know, what was your first introduction to horror? I know I've, I've told the story a thousand times about, you know, my older sister would always force me to watch horror movies, and the first yeah. time I watched Halloween, I was hooked. So, what was that first experience for you? Very similar. I, I get two older brothers. Uh, one is six years older. One is seven. My oldest oldest brother. He and I were both into comic books and stuff like that at a very early age. My middle brother though was horror all the way. So when I grew up. I'd kind of share from both of them. On the one hand, I'd be reading comic books, but then my middle brother would be bringing home, I think back then it was Famous Monsters magazine, uh, and then eventually Fangoria. So he was really my introduction to that stuff. Um, he was really the one who got me into watching the movies and really appreciating. And to this day, he's still a horror fan. I think that's where I pretty much got it from. What was, uh, if you were to name a favorite franchise, what would it be? It probably Halloween, and I know that's too easy of an answer considering what we do. Um, but you know, every Halloween season, for as long as I can remember, there are certain staples. Uh, always watching Halloween, always watching The Shining, uh, The Exorcist. You know, some of the classics. But Halloween, if you want to talk franchise, really, that's the one that pops for me. And I like a lot of horror franchises, but I've always appreciated the Myers ones the most. Now, given that you are, of course, a, a maker of the Myers mask, what uh, of all the franchise and all the movies, what is the mask that's your personal favorite, excluding the first one? And for sake of this question, we'll call the, the sequel mask a separate mask. Okay. Um, I, honestly, and this comes, I'm sure, as no surprise, it's the Halloween 2 mask. Uh, I love the Dick Warlock version. Now, when I first got into Halloween, I think like everybody else, it was the first movie. It was all about Nick Castle's mask and, and the way the original looked. But I, as years have gone by, I don't know. I tend to like the dirty masks better. Uh, there's something that makes them pop. And I see you've got one behind you there on a shelf. Um, I, I love the H2 mask. I love the, the worn nature of it, the staining, the hair, the, the way he wore it. To me, that's, that's the iconic Halloween mask. And as Bill mentioned, we've got behind us an HTK, which is the, the hot tub killer. Um, that, that, of course, this uh, a little background on the sculpt. It started from Chris Vandenkamp, 
was a retool of the Nick, which was uh, his H1, which everyone knows is, is still my personal favorite H1 sculpt in the game. Um, what what was the conversation with Chris like about acquiring that, and uh, how how quick were you to, to jump on that to acquire that sculpt? You know, it came about really quick. I was doing conversions already. I had gotten started taking you know Trick or Treat Studios masks, and and they have some great bases, and rehauling them, so repainting them, rehairing them. Uh, I'd gotten really comfortable doing that, and I thought I would really love to do a mask from scratch, not have to worry about these commercial um, masks. You know, I'm not a big fan of the latex that they're made out of, which they have to be because they're sold internationally. Um, so I was looking around to see what was out there and I actually had an opportunity to pick up an H4, but I was holding off because I didn't want to jump in with an H4. And probably within days, Chris had posted, and I didn't know Chris at the time, but he had posted up that he was looking to get rid of the Nick and the Dick. And uh, I think Rob had jumped right in on the Nick, but the Dick was still available. <laughs> it sounds funny saying that. So I grabbed the Dick. Um, <laughs> I, I contacted him right away. He said, uh, absolutely, he'd love to sell it to me. So he sold um, the, the Dick to us, which because of the name, I quickly changed. And he had no issue with that. Um, and that quickly became the hot tub killer. Um, so, you know, like you said, I, and I had seen a lot of your work, uh, as soon as, because I, of course, everyone knows I have a, a, what is called the Nick is, of course, now the ha uh, Haddonfield Hacker, owned by Rob Schumacher, as you mentioned. Um, right. And I had always wanted, as soon as I knew Chris was doing the retool and he was going to do the Dick, and he was, I wanted to have the complete set, and I was like, oh, shit, you sold it. So I was <laughs> like, well, who you sell it to? I got to have one. And, uh, you know, of course, that's how it led to us becoming friends, which I'm very yep. grateful for. Um Me and, you know, like you said, you were doing some conversions. I've seen you done some Nemesis. I think I've seen you do an H2SM. I think a Malevolence, yes. a bunch of trick-or-treat studios. And they were very badass, to say the least. <laughs> uh, given especially how, how fresh you are to still doing this. But yep. and as you know, and I'm sure as many people, Jimmy Falco, whoever's done a TOTS conversion can to attest to, it's a pain in the ass to strip the paint and to pull off the hair and to do all that. Yeah. So I know you're you're definitely uh, grateful to be able to make your own from scratch. What? Yes. Because I, I I already know the answer so as I watched you go through the process of doing so. But what was the the biggest change, good or bad, about making your own from scratch, pouring the latex, making the molds, buying the hair, all that stuff? That was more than. No, I tell you straight up, it was making the mold because that was new for me. You know, I I'd experimented on masks that I had bought for myself over time. So I was starting to get familiar with it before I did it for anybody else. I had never come close to doing anything like making a mold or molding a mask. Now I've got a buddy who runs Devil's Reign FX with me. That's Luke Mulchaney. He's done similar work. Um, he actually runs the Lucanan Armory, which does Star Wars stuff for the 501st Legion. He does Vader stuff. Um, he does Crimson Guard stuff. So he had experience, at least on that end. But, man, I got to tell you, doing the mold the first time, and you know this because you and I have talked about it so many times, that was a bastard. <laughs> I know. Um, I believe the H2K I have was, I think, you the first mold you had made, you'd only gotten two poles out of before you had to scrap it and make another one. Yeah, that was, and again, it was a learning experience. We we did it. Um but we really weren't sure of what we were doing. I mean, we'd read some and talked to some people. We went ahead and did it. And I think the 
we used ultra cal and it was too wet and too heavy so it was pulling away and it was getting pockets and then what we did is we tried to patch it but where we patched it the latex wasn't curing the same as it did from the original mold so we were having real issues and that's why yours on the inside the way it's got sort of that patchiness on the inside that's a direct result of it but i think we finally figured it out what was the uh who or who uh, helped you along the way as far as getting the molding technique down? Well, there's been a number of guys that have been really good about it. I mean, Chris, I talked to Chris Venicamp. He was good. Um, Matt Reed, who, of course, you know, you had him on last time. Uh, Matt sold me his his fright mask, which we can talk about. He's been excellent. I mean, every time I talk to him, he's such a good guy, and he's always willing to help. Uh, Chris Morgan, of course, has been fantastic. He's a good guy. Helps me out anytime I have questions. Um, Josh Palmer from Shallow Grave FX, he's been a good guy to bounce stuff off of. So, you know, and of course, I bounce stuff off you when you take it to other people for me as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely, you know, and, and I've said this before, and I've said it, uh, I'll say it a thousand times. You know, you've got your big guys in this game, whether it be Hockey Mask Myers, whatever you produce. There's yep. always those top names that even if you're a noob to the hobby, you know, you've got your nags, your trick or treat studios, et cetera, you know, your crash creations, your Shallow Grave FX. So I love helping new guys come up, and especially as talented as you are, and the proof is sitting right here behind me. I mean, this I is, appreciate you know, that, and I tell you that every time. That's my I mean, boy right there. You know, I don't even have one on me right now. I've sold all the HTKs until I get some new ones pulled. So you're holding something I don't have. Which is all the proof that they are amazing. They're flying off the shelf faster than you can make them. So it's no it's great for me, especially being as new of a hobby as I am, to already be able to help someone get a little bit higher and higher especially i mean you don't need much help i mean look at this this is this is amazing I'm, I'm, you know anyone watching i apologize for the hairstyling i'm not good at doing it um but you also mentioned that you had acquired the fright mask from matt reed um yes. what was i know he had when he acquired the or when he created the death prowler 75 he had kind of knocked around the idea of keeping the uh the fright mask around so what was it that I guess kind of led him to selling it and, and how you came about being the one to purchase it. Well, let me say first that I saw Matt posted today. He's got his first run of the DP 75, which you already own one, of course, but he's I got his first one out there. Matt, there, if you're watching this man, they look fantastic. It's a great mask. Um, yeah. And again, I didn't know Matt personally at the time, although I got to know him through you. And I think he just decided I'm moving on to the DP 75. I don't need this one. I'd like it to go to somebody. And as soon as he posted it, I jumped right on it because I wanted to have an H1 uh, to go along with the HTK. And he, you know, I mean, we worked it out immediately and he was really good about it. And, you know, the Fright Mask, he does have the direct lineage to the, um, the Billy Kirkus, uh, Kirk. And, right. you know, a lot of people, when you look at it, you know, and, and this could just come from a number of reasons, but the features are kind of light on it. So. Yeah. But I think that, and you've proved that this makes a good base because now you have it available in, in three, what, slash four options, the H1, the H2, the H4, and the Kirk. Potentially, yeah. I mean, I've done it that way, and it works for all of them. I have three of them here, which, you know, I'm not trying to self-promote, but just to show what it can do. I've got my uh, H1 version here, if you can see that. Oh, that's amazing. You know, so that was, it, it makes a nice H1. It just needs to be weathered up a little bit. Sorry, that light in the background is washing it out. But so that was really what I envisioned doing it as. But when I first saw the mold, and I don't have it here, I'd show it. 
it really screamed H4. There was something about it that said, boy, this could really become an H4. So for the hell of it, I took one. And uh, what I did is I knocked down the features a little bit. I, I softened the lips even more. Um, we muddied up the nose on them a little bit, did the eye cuts the right way. And I think it makes a great H4. And, and that's what I, I was having a discussion with, with uh, Brandon Zachman about this. And we actually recorded an episode yesterday as of the time of recording this. And we, we dove a lot into the, the fright mass as it relates to being a, a very, it's a good starting tool because you can lighten up the already lightened features and make a great H4, which, you know, right. the, the ominous history of the H4 mask. But when you watch the movie, it's almost completely featureless. You know, with yeah. no defined cheekbones, no lips. So it makes a great one. I know you're, you know, still around the idea of, of doing some retools in various directions, but then you can go H1. You've done H2 with it. Uh, I've seen a curve that you've done, and I thought it looked amazing. So I got it right here. Right there. Fantastic. See, that that just looks amazing to me. Thank you. And I think a lot of the issues some artists have is they try to over-deepen features sometimes. They try to make them too prevalent, you know. I and, agree. Yeah. And I think that takes away from it, too. So I, you I mean, know, it really, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step over you. It's a fine line between getting the features in and making it look comical. You know, it really is that fine line that you kind of have to dance around. And I think, uh, especially what you prove with, with the, in any mask, really, is the features don't have to be super poppy in the mold, per se, because you right. can always highlight them with the way you paint it. Yes. Yeah, agreed. And, so, and again, you have to be careful with that, too, because it's easy to want to overpaint I recall getting an H6 from somebody that might have been slightly overpainted. Uh. <laughs> Not by you. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely dive into that here in a moment. But, you know, I think the Fright Mask has a lot of potential. You know, you could easily retool it. You can make, strengthen the features and make an even better H1 and H2. And, you know, that H4 is just, a, you know, a slight, you know, up twist on the nose from right. being the best because you know the, the game's pretty short right now on good h4s ahg of course you know just kind of does yeah. them here and throws them up on ebay and you know we've got the malevolence and you know some nags out there but i think yours really captures it and you've been putting anyone who hasn't looked check out um bill's page because he's been putting out side by sides of the hero versus the the fright mask h4 and it's uncanny the similarities i appreciate that and that, the picture that i posted it with was really the look I was going for. I wanted that bedroom scene, very beginning of the movie look. So that, that, that's what I was looking at when I did this one. And that's not a retool. Uh, I literally just took a blank that we pulled, a Fright Mask blank, and I sanded down the, the left, the proper eyebrow, and redid it, as you know, two or three times before we were happy with it, and just sanded down the lips a little. So that wasn't from a retool. That's the actual Fright Mask itself. But and that's just as the as a Kirk as it sits, so you know it's yeah. got the potential to get even better. I will tell you right now, though I haven't laid eyes on it yet. Uh, we poured the clay into the silicone mold, and it should be cooled by now. So sitting in the basement at the shop, we should have a clay press of uh, the face mask. I mean, of the fright mask, ready to attack. Oh, that's going to be fantastic! I can't wait to see. As you know, I'm definitely going to get one of those H4s off of you. Um, you had spoken about a Todd's H6 that yes. some devil, some devilishly handsome bastard sent you. Uh, <laughs> that was overcoming who's, pain. Who's been patiently <laughs> waiting for it as well? Oh no, it's no rush. I, trust me. In this game, when you got some people with a four-year wait time, a month or two is nothing. Uh, but you know, 
as we know, that mask I sent you was it, it was overpainted by someone who was attempting to kind of do a rehaul. And right. uh, if anyone who hasn't seen it, you've been posting, you know, step by step, you know, as you're doing it. And I think that H6 is coming out. Um, uh, better than I don't think anyone could have expected. I know Chris Morgan's been praising anyone who's seen has been praising because it's just fantastic. Chris, the, the the line Chris actually gave me was, if he didn't know it was a tots, he wouldn't know it was a tots. And that's high praise because, as far as I'm concerned, he's the master of the H6. I mean, the ones he puts out are incredible. I didn't use the hero, and you know this, but when I was looking for a good picture to, to sort of emulate, I didn't go with the hero. I was using one of Chris's sixes. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's my first one. It's the first six I've done, but I'm really happy with it so far. Oh yeah, it came out fantastic. And I think the only problem with you doing that six is now people know you can pretty much make anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm finishing up my first five as we speak. So, uh, but that's actually a little easier than the six is. Because I know you would rehaul a, a Trick or Treat Studios Resurrection in the past. I don't remember if you've ever done an H2O, but I'm sure you I could. Have- no, because I, you know what, early on, I got a Morningside Studios H2O, and I never felt inspired to do another one because I love it. I'll attack one sometime, but as of now, H2O is the only one I haven't put hands on, as far as retooling one. So anyone can take a look at your catalog of work and see you've already attacked 60% of the masks, you know, and especially with all these Trick or Treat Studios being released this year, I can already hear people beating your door down to get some H4s and H5s overhauled. Yeah, maybe the new H78 that they're putting out. Which, for anyone who hasn't seen it, it looks pretty good, but I think it's it's a bit large. It's looking a bit on the large side, which, as we know, the original 75 Kirk was not a big mask. No, but if you remember the first Tots mask that they put out, the original H2, that thing was gigantic. And for a guy like me with a small head, you know, the HDK is not gigantic. It fits me great. Um, but, like, the, the Trigger Tree Studios H2, it, it fits me. Which it's one thing I like about the Tots H6. It fits me pretty good. It's not an overly size mask no no the six is good the original i bought the original h2 back in 2012 which i think is when it dropped and i look like a bobblehead wearing it it was you know no no fault to them but with my pin head it just didn't work (laughs) (laughs) so you know as of right now we've got the htk we've got the fright mask are there any new projects you're eyeing up or considering in the future you know, I got I, my eyes open to just about anything. I'd really thought about getting in on the H4, but honestly, I love the way the Fright Mask converts to a 4, so I don't think I have any interest in that. Uh, I got to tell you, doing the 6 has really sparked my interest. So um, next to doing the H2, I'm, I really like doing the 6, but we'll see. I mean, my eyes are open. I pay attention to what's out there, and and I don't know. I, right now, I'm going to focus on the ones I have because I haven't produced enough of them. I really got to get them out there, and then uh, we'll see what develops. Oh, yeah, and speaking of which, if anyone wants to check out where you can get one of these glorious masks or a Fright Mask of any of its varieties, you can check out Bill Blake's Facebook page. You can check him out on Devil's Reign FX. He's also a big uh, a big participant in the Horror Forever group. Um, yes. So check him out on all those places. Uh, Devil's Reign FX also has an Instagram you can check out, which the handle is? Uh, Devil's Reign FX. I use it for everything. All righty. Uh, anything else you want to say to the to the viewers before we head out, Bill? You know, just that I appreciate it. I, I jumped into this almost accidentally. You know, I, I was rehauling for myself, um, and people seemed to like what I was doing. And guys like Will Robbins, you know, I got to throw a shout out to him because he's bought probably half the stuff I've produced. In fact, I just <laughs> mailed one off. I mailed one off to him today. So 
<laughs> I just want to thank everybody for, uh, you know, taking the time to be appreciative of what I do. And I really try and keep my standards up and my prices low and uh, contact me anytime. You know, I'm happy to, I'll rehaul anything or, you know, we've got the HTK or the Fright Mask. And, and to you, Dylan, I really appreciate everything you've done to help me out in the hobby. Oh, it's no problem. I appreciate you coming on the show and definitely look forward to all the things you do in the future. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Have me on anytime. I'm looking forward to hearing the one you and Brandon did the other day. Oh, yes, sir. So uh, for anyone watching, you can check out Cutting Room 4. Um, this will go up as an audio version under the uh, under the Halloween Unleashed banner. Shout out to Chris Morgan. Um, check out the Instagram at Cutting Room 4 DC, where you can see also the hockey masks I'm producing. And check out the Horror Forever Facebook group, uh, where you can find me uh, as an admin, as well as Brandon Zachman, Matt Reed. You'll see Bill Blake posting all his amazing stuff in there. And uh, until then, we're going to leave it here on the cutting room floor.